Asset Radio. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing coming to you worldwide from MegaWare Keelguard Studios. Welcome to the January 15 show of Bass Edge Radio. I know there could be some disappointment out there, Aaron, that I did not sing at the beginning of this episode, but what has happened since the Jan 1 episode is I have committed now I will sing in the opening episode of each month first episode. There so you go. There I you sung go. Jan 1. I will sing Feb 1, March 1, but will not sing on the middle of the month episodes. I feel like I just don't want to wear out my welcome and you know I have to rest my voice for 30 days in between each singing yeah, to yeah. regroup as as us our ears um so i think that's that's fair um i i would assume i would assume february we can expect a love ballad for valentine's day and march oh, yeah, Ma- march will be you know an irish jig maybe we get you on video doing some sort of dancing or something like that you know to an right, irish jig right. yeah I'm yeah thinking okay. like so what's the holiday in april where are we going with that uh, tax filing. Oh yeah, there you go. Well, I've song. Yeah, I, I might be a tough song to come up with. But, but May, I was thinking I could sing something in Spanish for like Cinco de Mayo. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. dude. This is even better than I envisioned, there, and I'm so excited. It is good. I let me remind you, we are recording. Um, so we are on air right now. But uh, no, it's all fun. Always, a, always a pleasure at the mic with you, Gert. You know, January always gets me fired up for kind of boat rigging right it's it's kind of that at least where i'm from of course you're in south texas you have a little more flexibility there but with it being cold you know you kind of start thinking about maybe boat shows tackle shows but i always think about boat rigging and you know when it comes to that of going through my hooks getting my stuff put on my boat and ready for the tournament season and of course who fits in perfectly is our long-term partner megaware keel guard with all of the products to help get your boat ready for the recreational or tournament season to protect it and that that is the first do-it-yourself keel protector, the flex step, the battery guards for shock absorption with the batteries and protecting those, the skeg guard, all kinds of stuff. Be sure to visit scuff them. Buster, don't yes, the scuff, scuff buster. buster. Absolutely. Absolutely. So be sure and visit them at uh, keelguard.com. Yeah, I've been doing the same, Aaron, boat rigging. You know what's crazy is you look back to last October when I finished, you know, fishing my final event of the year, U.S. Open out there at Lake Mead, and you start getting some things together, and then you start moving and getting the products you need to put on the boat and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're like, holy crap, I've got a tournament coming up in early February. I got to knock this stuff out. So it's becoming that time where you start thinking about early season events starting and you got to be ready, get your goods all set, have everything kind of dress right, dress in the boat rig department. So when you're out there on the water, all you got to think about is catching some fish. That's right. That's right. Now let's leapfrog ahead, Kurt. I'm going to switch it up on you a little bit. And Kids Camp, what are your dates this year? And do you even have any open entries or is there a waiting list or what's the status there? So yes, always once the schedules come out, out at the end of the year, I start planning for the following summer's youth fishing camp, which is Pro Bass Camp. You can check it out, probasscamp.com. 
um, check it out online. We've uh, started up an Instagram page. So you can see it there, Facebook, all that kind of good stuff. But uh, Aaron continues to be hugely successful and a lot of youth and, and parents with interest in this program, Pro Bass Camp. We have some dates remaining available for session three, July 5 through 9 at Oneida Lake up in New York. So that is going to be another great camp. It's already exceeded the participants that we had the last two years, and we still have a few spots left remaining. So folks can sign up for that. The Texas camps are going to be May 29 through June the 2, and then June 3 through June 7, right here in my hometown, Del Rio, Texas, Lake Amistad, where the camp originated. And again, it's been wildly popular. We are taking some spots to get on a waiting list. So uh, you can sign up for camp. There's always some shifting going on with people's schedules at the end of the year. I should say, you know, this time of year when they're going through and kind of planning for the summer and especially, you know, we're still dealing with some things with the COVID situation, obviously, and schedules keep moving around. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for kids camp and it's been a focus of mine the last 30 or 45 days to really get the information out there and and, uh, let people know that uh, we've got a great program coming for them in the summer of 2021. Yeah, fun stuff. Be sure, get on the waiting list, encourage everybody who even has a remote interest in that, make sure to reach out and get that information to Kurt. You, You know, kind of along those same lines, Kurt, what's your feeling, your take? I know we're only mid-January here. Don't want to be insensitive for the topic, but I guess Redcrest is out as far as some of the other tackle shows, boat shows. What are you hearing? I'm seeing still, you know, everyone's very cautious, right? I mean, you know, we still have this thing upon us, you know, the whole COVID thing and vaccinations seem like it's going well and moving through the system. But uh, I think you're going to see some cautious movement in the industry all the way till, you know, kind of spring breaks. I say spring break. I didn't mean like the spring break, but until spring actually breaks through the weather, not that that necessarily affects what happens, but people are obviously at that time more interested to spend more time outside and and kind of less of that grouping thing going on so we can continue to social distance and have those precautions in place. But I do feel like it's still affecting the industry this spring and, and will continue to over the next, you know, 60 or 90 days. And we'll kind of see how that whole thing progresses. But um, tackle sales continue to be great. Lots of people still going outdoors. And I think we're going to see another super strong year for the fishing industry in 2021, similarly to what we did in 2020. So I just hope that everyone can continues to stay safe and we'll kind of follow along and do what needs to be done to um, work the protocol of what's necessary for uh, moving forward in this environment. But uh, overall, schedules are out, Aaron. Look, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to get into kind of what we're fishing next year, what's going on, what's available for folks to check out. A lot of things happening in 2021, even a new series kicking off. So y'all stay tuned. We're going to have a protecttheharvest.com tackle tip. We'll be back just a moment. This episode's protecttheharvest.com tackle tip with MLF Big Five Pro Circuit Angler, Gray Buck. So when you're fishing a finesse TRD, you also have some options for fishing on the Ned Rig with a TRD Crawl or the TRD Tickler. I use three different versions of the TRD on a Hayabusa Ned Rig head, the Brush Easy, the 110 ounce usually, when I'm looking to target either fish that are on the crayfish on shad or on just any other little bait and they're just such a little finesse bait that you can match exactly what the hatch is the color almost to a perfect t and with all the trd by z-man you can get a lot of fish on different baits awesome gray thanks for the tip brought to you by protecttheharvest.com 
First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Get pro-level performance with the Nitro Z18, the official boat of Major League Fishing. The Z18, with its nimble handling and versatility, sports many of the features in the larger boats in the line, like a Guardian Livewell, a heavily insulated cooler, dual 8-foot rod storage, and our smooth and fast NVT hull. Every Nitro boat is laid out to do one thing very well, catch fish. Enormous front decks up to 45 square feet on the Z21 allow maximum mobility when battling unruly bass and feature low-profile gunnels for ease of skipping, pitching, flipping, or landing fish. Nitro Performance Bass Boats, pure fishing machines. Aaron, this time of year, always fun time of year to kind of look at uh, plans for next year, starting to make lodging, accommodations for all the events, and, and really looking at events and what you're going to be dedicated to fish, whether you're going to chase a championship, kind of jackpot here and there. Let's talk about you first. You've actually had some changes going on in, in your kind of geographic area of the country. You've had a long-term, uh, awesome tournament circuit that is going through some transition during the 2021 year. So it kind of leaves a lot of anglers, you know, in your neck of the woods, kind of in a little bit of limbo. So let's break down how you plan on attacking the 2021 fishing season there in that Missouri area. Yeah, let's just uh, probably chalk it up to that. I'm going to have a split personality for this tournament <laughs> season. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you bring up, uh, we have had some changes. So I will be looking at the BFL, the Bass Fishing League. Kurt, believe it or not, out of the five events in the Ozark Division, as of right now, I will be fishing three, maybe four, depending on travel schedules. And then nice. there's also another league called the Solo Pro, which somewhat resembles what I came out of. However, it's a one-day event only, but uh, there again, you're fishing by yourself. So out of those six events, I will get two. So I will take what I can get. It's just with uh, travel schedules, everything getting bumped from 2020. Who knows what 2021 is going to bring, but as of right now, if everything stays according to plan, that's kind of what I will be doing just based upon my travel schedule. Well, I'm excited to get my year going with the pro circuit. So that's what I'll be fishing this year. Then, of course, you know, doing the one bass U.S. Open next fall. Already already signed up for that. And, you know, I'm going to keep my mind pretty simple. I'm going to chase that, you know, title championship, uh, trying to get into that championship, you know, chase whatever's possible there to uh, qualify for the ultimate elite level of MLF, which is the Bass Pro Tour. So, um the BFLs to me, Aaron, I'm going to just go back to what your thought process I think that's going to be a, a cool deal. I really do. They have a, a great media platform, number one. So I can check in on you and uh, <laughs> and follow, follow along, right. watch, watch it live online and uh, watch the weigh-ins and stuff. So, so that's super cool. And, you know, when you fish the BFL division this year, you'll be able to either qualify for the regional – 
um, you know, through maybe a limited schedule that you're able to participate in, but it's still possible, knock a couple tournaments out of the park there. And if not, you can still qualify to go fish the wild card event, which is a cool, you know, kind of end of the year event. If you don't make a regional, you can go to the wild card. They have that a lot of times at Lake of the Ozarks, so it could be right there in your backyard, which is pretty cool. And then qualify and then to move on to potentially the All-American. Yeah, right? yeah. So. I mean, you know, that is certainly possible. I will tell you, you know, I have a lot of familiarity back in the day with the BFLs, uh, loved the circuit, used to fish yeah. that. And when BASS used to have the weekend series, you know, those were fishing both of those kind of at the same time and then kind of elevating, you know, beyond that just because of scheduling when we were taping the show. So that really kind of took away from that and I jumped right. more into the opens. But I'm excited. I'm excited to get back. I, you know, where I'm kind of at with my career desires is I want to be on the water. I want to be, I want to compete. It helps with this broadcast and kind of staying abreast. But, you know, I love the sport. And so my thing is, although this is going to be the first time in a very, very, very long time that I have not fished something and been able to fish the entirety of it, that's okay. You know, it's kind of like what we talked about last episode. You kind of, uh, resistance is, yeah. Get your mind free. Yeah. 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 Just go. So anyway, very excited. I like it. I like it. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch pro circuit schedule. It's going to be fun to watch the Elite Series this year. We talked about that a little bit last episode. It's going to be fun to watch the BBT, the Opens again. Uh, now they're going back to the three tournaments per division, three divisions. So, you know, those guys that are going to compete in all nine, that's going to be a shootout for folks trying to get that extra incentive potential qualification for the Elite Series. It's going to be interesting to watch. I don't know how many people can uh, do that schedule, but if you fish all nine opens, you are definitely ready, able, and committed to go on to fish the Elite Series if you make it. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And um, new circuit, Aaron, we can't forget to yes. mention the National Professional Fishing League. You know, they launched their schedule last December. They announced the 2021 schedule. So uh, there are some names there. If you're a diehard junkie like we are, you'll notice some of the names there from old FLW Tour anglers. Uh, you've got some pro circuit anglers that are fishing there. You've got some uh, anglers that have been long-time BASS Opens anglers that you know are kind of taking the step to the next level. And uh, kind of interesting to watch how this will morph into whatever it morphs into, quite frankly. So uh, exciting to watch the National Professional Fishing League. So no shortage of entertainment for us bass fishing junkies in 2021. I'm excited for it. And uh, talking about entertainment, Aaron just mentioned the Elite Series, how exciting it's going to be. Last episode, you quizzed me on these names of anglers that are coming to the Elite Series. I did. What a stellar group it is. And uh, we've got one of those stellar anglers with us right here on this episode of Bass Edge Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to come right back with an expert, shallow water expert. I know it's wintertime, but we're going to get ready for some pre-spawn spawn fishing with none other than BASS Elite Series angler, Jason Christie. Y'all stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is Bass Elite Series angler, Paul Mueller. Hi, this is 2014 Bassmaster Classic champion, Randy Howell. This is Bass Fishing Hall of Famer, Harold Allen. This is 2018 Bass Angler of the Year, Justin Lucas. Stay tuned right here for more Bass Edge Radio know the importance of protecting your investments so why use anything else other than the original and toughest diy keel protector for your boat megaware keel guard grinding sand abrasive rocks and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology 
MegaWare KeelGuard Keel Protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also for MegaWare KeelGuard, SkegGuard, FlexStep Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick, MegaWare KeelGuard. have a great spotlight segment for you today. I'd say easily one of the top shallow water anglers in the sport. He's changed his organizational focus uh, in 2020, reached the goal he set out to accomplish. Bass Edge Radio welcomes returning BASS Elite Series angler, the chief, Jason Christie. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. Well, Jason, as always, great to have you back on the show. And, uh, more importantly, congratulations on really what is just a fantastic year in the BASS Open events. Some of the hardest events to excel, in my opinion. The greatest achievement was how you put your head down and did it Jason Christie style. You know, going into 2021 tournament season, how do you kind of see or imagine you'll feel idling past the dock at St. John's River as you are back fishing the Elite Series? I think it's going to be a good feeling. I think it's going to be really close to uh, going to be the same feeling that I had when I fished my first event there. It's really exciting. Um, we're going to be on a place, the St. John's River, where uh, there will be some enormous fish and giant bags caught. And combining that with the first event back and also the first event of the season, you know, you never want to get off to a bad start if you can help it because you spend the rest of the year digging out of the hole. Um, there'll be a lot of pressure, and it's going to be pressure that I put on myself to do good, but that feeling is going to be – it's going to be weird. Uh, like I said, it's going to be really close to the first time I fished one. Jason, we all know an organizational or type of fishing event will never define an angle. Do you feel you'll be in a better position to excel longer term in a five fish format versus the catch all you can? I remember back in the select days when, you know, when we were fishing MLF together, you were dominating a lot of anglers in that catch all you can format. Do you feel like the Elite Series is going to set you into the direction that you really feel like the longevity of your career will kind of be complete for you as you fish for that five fish limit? Well, the difference in those two formats that you were talking about, the Select, that was a format, it was a catch-all, but it was a non-practice format. And, right. you know, I, I felt like I could excel going down the bank in those format, in that format, and I did. You know, the difference with the BBT was you had the opportunity to practice and you know whenever you everybody practices all those visual targets um it just doesn't seem to be good now there there was guys and there are guys over there that are very effective and they're doing the same thing that i you know that i tried to do but i just did not jive with that and there, it's nothing against that you know I, I think it's just i'm getting older i'm stubborn but you know the five fish format is just something that i'm very comfortable with you know i like to say i'm probably not the smartest guy out there i'm a grinder um, I like to get in the area and, and really, really dissect it. I think about all the events I've won, and, and just about all of them has come out of an area where, you know, you may not have had the best practice. You go in there, and, and after the first day, you learn something. The second day, you learn something. By the fourth day, you're like, oh, my goodness, I have a chance to win this event. And, you know, I've told this to a lot of people lately that asked me about it. I've won a lot of events, five-fish events. 
And I've won several of them by catching number five on the way back in to weigh in. So it's just right. something, you know, I can get, I can go somewhere, I can settle back, lean back, and, and uh, just take my time. And, and that's something that I'm most comfortable with, and that's something that uh, my sponsor is most comfortable yeah, it, so- it sounds like something that's just what you like to do. It's the way you've had success in the past. And, and you say success, I mean, some incredible success in the past. If you can continue to do that in some way, shape, or form in, in the in the process of being a professional bass angler, it makes perfect sense to do it that way. So, uh, man, I, I love the thought process. And, and it was fun watching you on the Opens this year. Um, you could see just exactly what you're saying about getting into that shallow water and uh, really just – pushing through and, and taking advantage of everything that you come across. Yeah, I had a, this year was an experience fishing the Opens. Not only did I fish all of the Opens, but, of course, I fished a regular schedule on the other side. And sure. the Opens is a lot different even than the Elite Series. You know, the Elite Series, you got 75 to 100 guys running around, and, you know, it's limited practice. And you go to these Opens, and you have a lot of boats, and you have a lot of guys that are there for a long period of time, some two or three weeks, which I don't. That doesn't bother me. I prefer two and a half days of practice. That's where I do my best. But whenever you have a lot of boats there making circles for two or three weeks before the event, a lot of these fish, they kind of figure it out. And there was a lot on the line this year. You know, at the beginning of the year, I wasn't sure, you know, what my goals were for the, you know, for the end of 2020. But one thing I've always liked to do in my career is have options at the end. Um, And that's what I was, that's what I was shooting for. And you know, I'm a little mad at myself, you know, for the, the Falcon was giving away money for the overall point, and I was in great shape to win that. And, I, you know, I stubbed my toe at Cherokee, and, and that's just where I, I just I wasn't on the same page as the fish. But the last event, you know, I was in the – I had won the Central Division, which put me back in the Elites, which gave me that option that I wanted. And that last event, I just kind of took a little risk trying to get in the Classic. And – uh Obviously, that failed, but just glad to be back in the Elite Series. You bet. Kind of running with that, Jason, let's dive off into the nitty-gritty. You know, it's certainly no secret that you are just, no other way to describe it, but a shallow water phenom. What drives you to shallow water and makes you feel so comfortable there? I think the biggest part of that is it's just how I was raised. Um, I had really good teachers as a kid growing up, and and that's how they fish. And the good thing about it is once I was 17, 18, 19, I felt like I had a lot of their shallow water knowledge, and that that allowed me to kind of start playing around with the deep stuff. You know, everybody considers me a shallow water guy, and and that is where I'm most comfortable. But, you know, I look back of all the tour-level wins that I have, I think nearly half of them have came out of deep water. But, you know, all in all, if I pull into a lake and I have the option to fish shallow or deep and I feel like I can win at either one, I'm always going to go with what I'm most comfortable with, and that's uh, fishing shallow. Great stuff, Jason. As an angler approaches a time of year or behavioral pattern during the fishing season, do you have general rules for each season or types of cover or structure on the bank you feel will make it more predictable to hold bass rather than just maybe fishing along, you know, five miles of bank hoping that you run into them? Well, to start, the pre-spawn is my favorite time to fish by far, and, and I think there's several reasons. One is they are the most predictable. You know probably where they have wintered or lived for the winter, and you know where they're heading, you know, to spawn. And and these fish are going to take a route. A lot of them will use the same route to get there. And what happens 
is <clears throat> these fish will start their move to, sh you know, up to shallow water and say you'll have a, you know, you'll have a cold front come in and it'll hold them up. And that happens several times before these fish ever even get to the spawning grounds. Um, and those places that they hold up, we call staging areas. And that's the kind of cover that I look for um, all across the country in the pre-spawn. The problem is, is it differs from lake to lake. You know, the lake that I live on is a highland reservoir. A lot of these fish will stage on some of these secondary points, you know, uh, brush piles and stuff like that. And it's shallow water. I mean, these fish are living five to eight foot deep over the top of this brush, but that's where they'll stage. You go to Grand Lake, these fish will stage underneath these floating docks, you know, at the mouth of these pockets and things like that. You go to a lake like Sam Rayburn, these fish are going to stage, you know, in a point, a grass point, in a drain. Um, so... Arkansas River, these fish are going to stage on a stump that's three or four foot deep. Every lake is different, but you just have to kind of learn what cover do the fish use on the lake that you fish. And, and it varies. I mean, I've seen them stage in a lot of different places over the years. And what's fun is whenever those places are visible targets, whenever you can get on a pattern, you can run down the lake and you're like, all right, there's going to be a fish right there or two or three. And, the, you know, what's most fun for me is that's the time of year whenever you can fish shallow, visible targets and you can catch big ones. And that, you know, over the years, that tends to be, uh, even before I fished professionally, you know, we won a lot of boats around here. And, and uh, that's whenever we excelled is when those fish were staging right before they spawned. And that's what happened to me at the Classic at Hartwell the last time. I was really dialed in on where these fish were staging. And what happened was the very last day of the tournament, the night before, these fish overnight went from staging to trying to spawn. And I just lost them. And, uh, you know, the, it was a high, I mean, it was a bluebird day, calm. And it was just hard to catch back up with them. So once they spawn, it, it changes. But by far, my favorite time of the year is the free fall. Awesome stuff, Jason. We're going to dive into more seasonal pattern in conjunction with your shallow water expertise. But first, we're going to power pole down here for a quick break. Bass Edge will be right back with BASS Elite Series Pro, Jason Christie. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the power pole is the ultimate shallow water boat positioning tool. Swift. PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole. Swift. Silent. Secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge Radio is presented in part by ProtectTheHarvest.com, returning with Elite Series Angler Jason Christie and the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. That's right, Lucas Oil high-performance marine products for oil that surpasses all manufacturers' requirements. Be sure to visit the BassEdge.com store for free shipping. It works. Jason, I continue to be intrigued with how you break down shallow water. I think it makes a lot of sense, right, for a deep water angler to be staring at his electronics all day, you know, maybe finding a few schools of fish as he puts in time looking for those deep water patterns. Would you say you would break it down that same way, although taking it to your vision and you looking for those shallow water bass fishing haunts where you're going to be able to really exploit and catch a lot of fish from a shallow water location? 
do you have a you know kind of certain way you like to uh, break down those visual targets or scenarios while working to locate fish all throughout the lake? I've done a lot of uh, personal research, you know, about that over the years. I live on the perfect scenario lake where it's clear and deep on the lower end and the upper end is shallower and stained to dirty. And most times these fish will start their spawning ritual, and that, I mean like their movement to the bank on the upper end. But I have seen years where it's been the opposite for some reason or another. I know that, but I haven't figured out the reason. I'd say one out of every four or five years, it seems to flip-flop. But, you know, if a person were to go to a lake that they haven't been to and it's the water temperature's 50 to 60 degrees, more times than not, you probably need to focus on the upper end of the lake or the back end of the creek on the lower end where it's shallower, where the sun just warms that water. That's where those fish are going. And I prefer to kind of be a little bit sneaky and try to use that lower end, you know, some, some longer creeks. Not right. It won't get as much pressure. And, and we both know that as a rule, for the most part, a lot of these bigger fish live mid to the lower end of the lake. I think the biggest thing is just being able to evaluate from day to day. You know, you may catch them, especially in that pre-spawn to spawn, you may catch them, you know, on stumps one day, three to four foot. And, you know, the next day you go back, these fish may move up to the one to two foot or vice versa. You know, they may be three to four and it get a really, really cold front and they may back out there a little bit deeper. But the biggest thing is for people to be able to run down the lake and really use their eyes and visualize where these fish are going to set up at. You know, we recently, I say recently, four or five years ago, we had Panoptics came out, you know, by Garmin, and now it's LiveScope, and that's helped me a lot. You know, and, and this is the reason. You're going down the bank, say you're fishing stumps or logs or something like that, and really you're fishing the same stuff that everybody else is fishing. They may have fished it the day before, the morning before, but being able to use LiveScope, and even in three, four, five foot of water, you know, I'm always looking at my electronics trying to find one stump or one log out there that nobody else has made a cast to. And if I can pick up three or four fish off of the same stuff that everybody else is fishing, I know that throughout the day I'm going to pick up two or three by using live scope off of targets that nobody else has made a cast to. And a lot of times those can be the really, uh, really big fish. So Jason, as you mentioned, let's assume you've ran down the lake, you've identified the targets, the areas that you want to concentrate on. You've got the trolling motor deployed. The Garmin is in the water. Your head's on a swivel so that you're paying attention not only to your electronics, but the targets. You know, if you only had three baits in your shallow water arsenal during the pre-spawn, what are those going to be and how are you going to use them most effectively? Man, that's a hard question because it really differs from lake to lake, you know. Just where I live, I live on a highland reservoir. If I'm going out there pre-spawn, you know, water's going to be pretty clear, two to three, four-foot visibility. I'm going to have, you know, a rogue, probably a bandit crankbait, and maybe a covert spinnerbait or a swimbait on. You know, something that I can move quickly. And then just down the road, you have Arkansas River pre-spawn where it's shallow, it's dirtier. You know, that's going to be a half-ounce booyah spinnerbait all day long you know, a jig and maybe a, a bladed jig. So every lake is different. I, You know, I think a guy needs to pick three or four lakes that he's comfortable with with each type of, uh, with each type of lake and go with it. That's what I kind of try to do. 
but really, you know, I like to fish with baits that I feel like are going to catch big ones, which is spinnerbait, bladed jigs, you know, cranking, swim bait, those kind of things. Jace, I'm going to take this a step further. You've got some signature baits on the market, man. I've seen them all, you know, some frog, spinner baits, jig, all kinds of stuff. If you're a Jason Christie fan, you can go out and get some Jason Christie signature products. But if you could only get one of them to use, uh, I don't really say this in your other products, but you only get one of them to use for an entire year, which one would you choose and why? Man, it would have to be a uh, Booyah spinner bait. I mean, the half ounce. Colorado blade or blade i just feel like i can catch them all over the country using that in most lakes even some of the clear reservoirs like table rock you can run way up the river and get in some off-colored water i would have to pick that because i can cover water i can fish that spinnerbait anywhere from six inches to 10 or 12 feet every other thing is good you know it's hard not to pick a jig or something like that but I, if i had to pick one it would have to be the well, Jason, you know, I'm going to kind of take this on a on a different path here right before we head into the listener question. You know, I've, I've got to admit, you kind of have that bro factor going on. And I, you know, dating back to when I, I think I first met you years and years ago at uh, perhaps one of the major league fishing sponsor summits down at Big Cedar Lodge. You know, you're kind of a bigger guy, a six, six, two, six, three-ish. Dang, Aaron, were you trying? <laughs> were you hitting on the dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he just, he has that presence about him and he's serious and he's an intense you know type person but uh I, i've got to know you know why would an angler be intimidated when he sees you idling out or walking past him on the dock in the morning and do you think that that is actually a deal or something that you use to your advantage or do you just kind of take that out on the fish and not worry about so much what other people are thinking you know i try to focus on the fish i've never really thought of myself as being somebody that would intimidate other people but you know i've kind of heard from several guys that that is the case and i kind of like it i mean it's i think people are going to leave me alone i think yeah. the reason being is i not wanting to go down there and and be chatty kathy at take off or even at weigh in i'm there for a reason and it's try to win and and uh it's business to me and and a lot of times if i come off the water and if i've had a good day you know i'm already thinking about what i can do the next day to make it better and then if you've had a bad day i don't want to talk to anybody i'm thinking about how i can change and do things different and uh you know it makes me i I run down the lake sometimes and i've seen this so many times in the opens this year you got three or four or five buddies that tied up boat to boat in the middle of practice day sitting there talking and i'm just thinking yeah i know you've been there five or ten minutes and it takes literally 30 seconds to find a place (laughs) or develop you know or get a clue to win the event you know fishing might be tough but uh and i've done it you know i've had people corner me out there where i end up having to talk but i'm business all business jason we have a listener question segment on the show presented by nitro performance bass boats uh fellow named sean sent in this question i thought it was perfect for you so if you could help him break this down when fishing offshore or in deep water that has a lot of flooded brush What are some techniques I can use when plastics don't seem to be getting the job done, but exposed hooks seem impossible? Sean also states that in this situation, generally, the water is slightly stained in color. Well, first of all, it really depends on how deep it is. You know, I'm trying to imagine the scenario in my head. I'm thinking 6, 8, 10, 12 foot deep. You know, you have a lot of flooded trees and things like that. And what he's saying is he's trying worms and Texas rig stuff, and he's just not getting bit. What I try to do in something like that is make them react. 
I may throw a spook, you know, in the areas where I can. Even in the middle of the day, if you're around fish and they're on a specific target, you can call them up with that spook. You know, maybe a, a spinnerbait, a big spinnerbait. It all depends on if he's trying to catch four or five great big ones or a bunch. Uh, spinnerbait's a great lure to be able to catch some of the bigger fish, and you can really fish it around a lot of brush. And I would think one thing that he might want to try with his Texas rig, instead of using a Texas rig, use like a big jig, like a three-quarter or a one-ounce jig that's white that really gets him to react whenever you pitch it in there. He can go back and watch uh, Greg Hackney whenever he won, I think, at Texoma. He did a perfect job. And that's the scenario I'm imagining is a lot of these trees that he used a big jig, flipped it in there, and got these fish to react. So that is my best guess. Well, Jason, thanks for helping Sean figure out uh, that seemingly tough scenario there. Sean, don't forget, we need you to log on to BassEdge.com, click the Claim Your Prize tab, fill out the information so that we can send you the Bass Edge gift. And don't forget, Bass Edge listeners, keep sending in those questions to the show via BassEdge.com. You can click on the Ask the Pros tab or simply send us an email, support at BassEdge.com. The alternate is to fire us some comments on our Facebook and Instagram media pages. Well, Jason, it was uh, certainly great having you back on the show and uh, will definitely be fun watching you take on the elite field next year. And as always, you heard it right here first on Bass Edge Radio, Jason, that you are going to make a rerun of the 2012-2013 starting in 2021 and 22 and certainly look forward to uh, watching you tear it up out on tour. Any closing thoughts before we shut down? No, I'm just really excited. You know, I'm going back to where I want to be, you know, in the Elite Series. I'm going to be running a new boat, the press aluminum boat, running a new engine, Yamaha. And there's a lot of changes with me coming into this. And uh, it's kind of a fresh start for me. And I'm super excited. Whenever I make that first cast, I promise there won't be a hook in my boat that's not sharp. Everything will be organized and, and I'll be uh, ready to go. Jason, great to have you again on Bass Edge, man. I'm really going to enjoy, I know a lot of other anglers are really going to enjoy watching you fish the Elite Series next year. Um, You know, you got a lot of fans, 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 and and angler fans, as far as I'm concerned. So best of luck in 2021. Y'all hang 10. We'll be right back with Bass Edge Radio. You know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything else other than the original and toughest DIY keel protector for your boat? MegaWare Keel Guard. Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology. MegaWare Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat. Guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also from MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the Powerpole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, Powerpole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, Powerpole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. Powerpole, swift, silent, secure. Visit Powerpole.com to find a dealer near you. 
Be at home with nature with nature-inspired art, decor, and gifts by Wild Wings at wildwings.com. Explore art prints and canvas wraps of bass, trout, walleye, muskie, and more by acclaimed artists like Mark Sassino. I primarily paint underwater scenes of game fish and usually in a fishing situation, going after prey or going after a lure or a fly. I get asked sometimes whether I like fishing better or artwork. It would be tough to give either of them up. I can't really think of a good reason to give either up, so I'm going to stick with them. Make your home, office, or cabin show off your passion for angling. Visit wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge and sign up for an exclusive offer to Bass Edge listeners of 10% off your next order. Give something special to your loved one and be at home with nature. Visit wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge. That's wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge to get 10% off your next order of nature-inspired art, decor, and gifts by Wild wings. Our January episodes are in the bag with Jason Christie, a force that is always to be reckoned with, but I got to believe he's got something. uh, He's mounting a massive, massive assault on the elite (laughs) field for 2021. Hey, you know, you get that feeling through the interview that he's got something to prove. He even mentioned it in the interview. You know, he felt like he's got something to prove and wants to kind of get back to his, um, you know, what you might call roots early in his career. And the schedule this year is going to help him do that. The 2021 Elite Series schedule will will kind of lean on what he likes to do, in my opinion. You heard him. He'll catch him shallow and he'll catch him deep. But if he's got his druthers, he wants to get on the bank. And when you see him in the top of the standings, uh, typically, that's where you see him. You see him on the bank. That's where he's got his comfortability. You know, he talks about even coming from a highland reservoir and uh, that being his home lake. But it shows that there's fish in all parts of the water column throughout the year. And you've kind of got to adjust some of your location, maybe on the lake, to put in your strengths. I really like, you heard, you heard him say it, Aaron, you know, he's going to go maybe to a Table Rock or, you know, an Arkansas River or a Sam Rayburn or a Lake Hartwell, like the classic many years ago, and kind of find how he wants to catch them and then just put in the time it takes to catch them doing those things. Talked about being a grinder. He's not out there looking for huge schools of fish. He wants to catch fish the way he feels comfortable. And and typically in a shallow water scenario, using a lot of single hook baits, shallow, what I like to call close combat fishing, whether it's pitching, flipping, spinnerbaiting, those kinds of things. And uh, he probably is a guy that doesn't lose that many fish. So he doesn't need as many bites as a guy that's fishing offshore or maybe fishing, you know, some other types of patterns that are more conducive to uh, having some fish get off now. Anyway, man, it was a great interview with Jason. Super enjoyed chatting with him. He is a little intimidating, by the way. <laughs> See, told you. Uh, I, I just like to call it intensity, you know, intensity. Intense. You that, know. that might be the best way to put it. You know, and, and even though he does have that intensity, dude, guy's like a, a giant freaking teddy bear. I mean, he's just he's just cool as a cucumber, always chill, super relaxed. You don't see Jason get too jacked up out. You know, at least I never have 
you know. Right, out. right. And and you can't, you, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit from the same way when, you, you know, when it's practice time, I don't have a lot of days to fish. And when I'm on the water, uh, hey, you know what, if, if we want to talk about the weather or talk about what's going on in the economy or something else, we can do that over a cell phone outside of fishing hours. When I'm on the water, I want to fish, you know, so right. I, I can appreciate and respect that. So uh, anyway, like you said, great episode. Always a pleasure to have him on and uh, good job of putting that together. I look forward to seeing what you've got in store for us, Kurt, on the lineup for the February episodes. But in the meantime, we have reached the end of our limit here on Bass Edge Radio. Certainly appreciate everybody tuning us in. Be sure to stay abreast of all things Bass Edge through our website, BassEdge.com, and certainly all social media. For Kurt Dove and the rest of the Bass Edge crew, I am Aaron Martin. We look forward to our next episode, February 1st. So long, everybody. is presented by MegaWare KeelGuard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com and be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Nitro Boats, Lucas Oil, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com.